International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. God has got a plan, and God is working even in your life right now. The thing is, are you working with him in what he is doing, or is he dragging you, kicking and screaming through his will in your life? Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. We have begun a new study in the book of Ezra, which tells of a very interesting and pivotal time in the history of Judah, the southern kingdom of God's people. Israel had been conquered by the Assyrians, and now Judah was in captivity under Babylonian rule, a direct result of God's judgment for their sin. Then the Medes conquered Babylon, and then the Persians took over the Medes. There's a lot going on, which Dr. Shaw will get to, but let's start today as our teacher talks a little about missionaries and money and how God's plan requires both in order to move his plan forward. Here's Dr. Kevin Shaw with part three of the message called Getting with God's Program. Can I tell you, missionary work doesn't work if all people do is give to missions. Everybody stays home and everybody gives money. But if there are no missionaries to go, you can have all kinds of money but no one to give it to. He said, well, that'll never happen. That is happening. The great, there have been great waves of mission work that have gone throughout the world. And one of the great waves of mission work started just after World War II in which many young people who had fought war and looked death in the eye and thought of themselves as um, a part of a bigger idea began to follow God. You'd go to the Bible colleges of all the, the great Bible colleges just after World War II. They all had their largest classes 
And there was a whole generation of preachers and missionaries that built great churches and went throughout the world taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. And then there were those people that they inspired that continue to do that. But that is dwindling now. And we have, a lot, we have the tendency to be rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. But it, if you have all the wealth in the world but nothing to spend it on, spend it on of value, what's the point of it? We talk about, oh man, invest in gold. It's a great hedge against inflation. You tell me a little bit. Uh, I don't think gold has a lot of nutritional value. Not much protein in it. Not many carbs. You can't, you can't eat it. Doesn't matter how much you have of it if you're starving. There are things that are more important than storing up to ourselves wealth. And so... There's somebody has to go. Not only that, there are certain types of people that had to go in this particular time. They required leaders and heads of households and um, priests and religious people and um, all kinds of people. Notice it says, And all they that were about strengthened their hands and with vessels of silver and gold. Um, but there, there were there were all kinds of people that needed to go. There were people they were returning to the <laughs> they're returning to a land of Israel, but they'd not seen it themselves. There might have been a few aged people, but if, if the captivity was 70 years before, these would be very elderly people going back. Primarily the people that were going back to the nation of Israel, to the land of Judah, to rebuild the temple and to rebuild Jerusalem had never seen it before. It was the land of their fathers and their grandfathers. It was something they longed for and hoped for, but had never seen, never laid eyes on it with their own eyes. When I think about something like revival and God doing a reviving work and awakening, there's a whole generation of Christians that long for something but have never seen it themselves. But just because you've never seen it yourselves doesn't mean that God can't do it. He did it with our fathers and grandfathers. He can do it with us as well. It required leaders, heads of household, religious people, people with skills necessary to build the temple and stonemasons and metal workers and people that worked, all kinds of people that were involved in this great team effort. They were returning to a land of Israel, but they'd not seen it themselves. This was a joy, but it was also a dangerous journey. It required faith. They got out, went out on a road. Traveling in those ancient times was a dangerous thing. And then they were going to go to a land that they had been in before. But, but can I tell you, the, the, geography usually doesn't have, usually has a vacuum. So if all of these people, these children of Israel, were taken into captivity many years before, guess what happens? The land doesn't just sit empty. Other people move in. So now they're going to go back. To, to the land where other people moved in and have been there for 70 years and are not going to be happy about it. And that's part of the story of the book of Ezra that we'll get to. It was of necessity a cooperative endeavor. Some by going and um, some by paying. Notice what it says here. And whoever remains, verse 4, and whoever remains in any place, okay, now what this is saying is, hey, go, but if you stay behind, this is what you need to do if you're going to stay behind. This is, the, this is Cyrus talking about the plan. He says, if you happen to stay behind, 
In the place where he sojourneth, you know, you've, you're a sojourner here. This isn't your home, but you've decided to stay here. You know, you've been the pioneer and now you're going to homestead. You're going to set this homestead down and you're going to stay here. If you let the man of this place help him with silver and with gold and with goods and with beasts and with a free will offering for the house of God that is in Jerusalem. Now, this is, this is an interesting thing. Some by paying whoever's left in any place, let him help. God has blessed the children of Israel in captivity. He provided them the financial resources to finance the return to Jerusalem. In other other words, the financial resources weren't just for them to enjoy. Although they could enjoy them, they also had a purpose. Can I just, just remind you of this? The wealth that you have is a tool given to you by God for his purposes. You say, well, pastor, then you're going to tell me what I'm supposed to do with it? No, you're the steward before God. God has to tell you. You say, well, I, you know, I don't know really what God wants. Well, you better find out. Well, I don't, I'm not very good at discerning the will of the Lord, so you tell me what the will of the Lord is. God is not going to tell me what you're supposed to do with your money. He tells you. Well, I don't walk with the Lord very much. Well, then you better start. God had blessed the children of Israel with captivity. They'd risen out of slavery and become quite prosperous in their new surroundings. Many of them, those people chose not to return. By the way, one of these people was probably Esther's family. There's an interesting name in chapter 2, verse 2, of the people who went from Babylon back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple, which came, Zerubbabel, these are the names of the people who went, Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, you know, those names, Sariah, uh, Reliah, and then there's this name, Mordecai. I happen to believe it's the same one. Same time period, same one place of prominence. You say, well, what happened? Well, he might have gone back. Well, Esther fits into this timeline here as well. But these people, by the way, were expected. We say, well, Pastor Shaw, do you expect us to participate in tithing or giving? Yeah, I do. Well, that, you know, then you're just placing an obligation upon you. Well, no, no, no. It's expected, but it's still voluntary. The king expected it. The king told them they should do it. But then he also called it a free will offering. The people were expected to, encouraged to. But they would still be free will offerings. So it's interesting. This is just in the text that I was going to start in this series. It's interesting how it fits with Missions Conference. But anyway, um, well, how, do we, how do you know who's supposed to stay and who's so, supposed to go? God tells you. You're listening to Dare to Stand with Dr. Kevin Shaw and part three of a message from the book of Ezra titled, Getting with God's Program. As God begins to move his people out of exile and back on mission. Dare to Stand is a radio outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church. Please visit daretostand.org for more details about Dr. Shaw's church or this radio ministry. Now here's Dr. Shaw to talk about an addiction recovery ministry going on at his church, Northwest, called Freedom That Lasts. 
Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thank you, Dr. Shaw. Please contact Northwest Valley Baptist Church at 623-581-3115 for more details about the addiction recovery ministry called Freedom That Lasts. And now, let's get back to Dr. Shaw and the account of who was going to go back and rebuild Jerusalem and the temple from the tribes of Judah and Benjamin. Here's our teacher. Now, notice what it says. Then rose up, verse 5, then rose up the chief fathers of Judah and Benjamin. These were the two primary tribes of the southern kingdom. And the priests and the Levites. So you have priests and Levites. Why were priests and Levites necessary? Well, they're going to rebuild the temple. When you rebuild the temple, you're going to have to have the experts to know how it's supposed to be rebuilt. And they're going to have to consult the book of the law. And they're going to have to determine how what everything is supposed to be made of and how it's supposed to be laid out. And it's been 70 years and they don't really know. And the temple's been destroyed. So you need those people. But then you notice this. With all those whose spirit God had raised. God raised the spirits of those that would go. You see, this is what living by faith is. Living by faith means that you have to walk in your daily life in a close enough relationship with God and in a a heart surrendered to God that you can discern what role he has for you in his program. Now, there are a lot of things in the New Testament church that help us determine our role. For instance, spiritual gifting. God has given you all gifts. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we've all been given gifts for the purpose of ministering to one another. And the Bible describes some of those gifts. I don't know if the lists that we see in Scripture are exhaustive, as if it includes all of them, but you have gifts of teaching, gifts of prophecy, gifts of giving, gifts of help, gifts of administration. Um, all different types of gifts where God has helped given you specific abilities to serve and help within the body so this, this, te- this, this group can function as a team because it's an important group effort. So God has given you those things that will help you determine. Then there's this daily walk with the Lord in which God raises up your spirit. And he said, how do they know? I think there were just, there were people that said, I gotta go. I can't stay here i got to go to Jerusalem. I've been longing for this day. I've been hoping for this day. i got to go. And there are other people saying to themselves, and they're walking with the Lord, and they have the Spirit of God. They're saying, we're good here. But I, got, I want you to take this. And I want you to take this. Whose spirits God had raised to go up and build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. 
And all they that were about them strengthened their hands. They strengthened their hands and they gave them vessels of silver and vessels with gold and goods and animals and precious things. We'll find out. They had horses and donkeys and camels and sheep and stuff. The amount of stuff that they carried was amazing. The Spirit of God places people. God provides what he cannot. You say, well, but you know, there's this task going to happen, but you know, there's this, there's these missing parts. For instance, if we go to Jerusalem and we're going to build the temple in Jerusalem, um, you know, we have people that are wanting to give, but we, we're, we're missing, you know, the the altar of incense and the articles of the temple and all the pieces that belong in the temple. And we don't have that kind of wealth and we don't have those things that were created by Solomon and, and people generations earlier. We, we just don't have those resources. Can I just remind you of something? When God calls us to go by faith, we give, but he also provides what we cannot Years ago, when we were getting ready to start this building project, here, the building that you're sitting on, here's the object lesson surrounding you. We began talking about how, what, what it was going to be. We, we began determining, you know, praying through what we needed to build. And, you know, when you're talking about building for a church, we knew what we, you don't build just to build what you can afford because there's, There's no point in building just what you can afford because it wasn't enough. So we're trying to determine what is it that if we're going to build, what actually do we need and that we're going to ask God to do. And then we began praying about what our goal should be about giving. And we began looking at the and talking with the banks with what we could borrow. And so we had these goals and we felt like this this is a reasonable goal as far as giving. And this is how much we can borrow And guess what was in the middle? There was a gap. And we had some discussions in church meetings, business meetings about the gap. And what are we going to do about the gap? We know we can borrow this much. We know we can give this much. And we just said, we're going to start giving. And we know we can borrow this much. And you said, well, what, you know, what about the gap? And we said, God has to deal with that. And guess what? He did in abundance, in more than we can possibly think, in ways that we could not possibly imagine. So that today, not only did we have the giving, which we weren't quite able to do as much as we wanted to, but folks, I think, gave what God wanted them to. And we not only had the financing, But God filled the gap, and not only filled the gap, but here we stand with no mortgage. Why? Because God provides what his people cannot when they step out in faith. What we offer God, what we offer him, let me kind of remind you of this, is never enough to accomplish his purposes. Can I just say that again? What we offer him is never enough. Oh, Lord, you must not want me to do that because what I have is just not enough to fulfill all of these needs. Is that what the boy with five loaves and two fishes said to Jesus? You know, here's 5,000 people who are hungry. I have this lunch. Not enough for everybody else. I'm going to eat it. 
hide it. Everybody's hungry and I've got my lunch. I'm going to eat my lunch. At least I'll be full. What he did was he just, he gave what he had to Jesus and let Jesus fill the gap. What we have for God is never enough to accomplish his purposes. We labor, we volunteer, we go, but we must, but God must provide beyond our abilities. In this case, God provided through the, through an outside source. His name was Cyrus. Also Cyrus the king, verse 7. Look, what, how, look how he provided. Cyrus the king brought forth the vessels of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had brought forth out of Jerusalem. Nebuchadnezzar stole all these vessels of the Lord out of the house of Jerusalem. He brought them, put it in the treasury of the king of Babylon. Didn't melt them down over 70 years. Didn't get melted down, sent, given to somebody else. He brought all of these things. Then when Cyrus conquers, he takes charge of the treasury of the kingdom of Babylon, and he takes all of this stuff. Since when... Do politicians give away stuff that belongs to them? Now, politicians are really good at giving away stuff that belongs to other people. Boy, isn't that the truth? It's our money that politicians in our day give away, not their own. And yet, here was a foreign king about to supply God's people with what they needed to get back to Jerusalem and restore their way of life. Unheard of. Dr. Shaw will be back with a closing thought in a moment. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Sunday worship service is at 930 a.m., Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m. And Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. If you enjoy listening to this radio program, please consider supporting Dare to Stand Radio with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. Visit daretostand.org and follow the link to the church website, where you can also download free copies of Pastor Shaw's sermons. Call us at Northwest and let us minister to you personally in any way we can. Call 623-581-3115 today. Remember, you can listen to Dare to Stand on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. right here on this same radio station. And you are always welcome to visit Northwest Valley Baptist Church in person for Sunday morning services at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday evening teaching and discipleship at 6 p.m. I'm Celeste Montague, encouraging you to tune in next time as we go on with our study in the book of Ezra. Now, here's Dr. Shaw with a closing thought about King Cyrus and his generosity to the exiles, an unprecedented move for a politician to fund his conquered enemies. Join us next time for more from our study in the book of Ezra 
right here on Dare to Stand. Cyrus had taken this. He could have kept all of this for himself. But notice, even did Cyrus, the king of the Persia, bring forth by the, by the hand of Mithridath, the treasurer, and numbered unto Jeshbazar, the prince of Judah, this is the number of them, 30 chargers of gold, gold dishes, a thousand chargers of silver, nine and twenty knives, thirty basins of gold, silver basins of a second sort, four hundred and ten, and other vessels a thousand. All the vessels of gold and silver were five thousand four hundred. Fifty four hundred pieces of gold and silver dinnerware. It was going to take a massive amount of animals just to carry that stuff. All these did Sheshbazar bring up with them of the captivity that were brought from Babylon unto Jerusalem. Folks, God's always doing amazing things. Are you with his program?